It's episode 16 of Dragonfire Books. Today I'm going to be reviewing City of the Plague God by Sarwat Chada, published in 2021, which is actually this year, so it was pretty recent, I think January. Um, the genre is fantasy, obviously. It's part of the Rick Gordon collection, which we've done a few books on that recently. Yeah, so what this book is about, so it's about Mesopotamian mythology. So, there's this kid, Sikandar Aziz, and he, um, and, um, after he fights some demons in the alley behind his, his parents' deli, he, um, he finds out the next day that his parents are sick. So, and after school, he meets this god, he meets this goddess, Ishtar, the goddess of love and war, and her adopted daughter, Belit. They need six help to um to fight this big guy who wants to take over Manhattan and the world with sickness. I've decided that for this book, like we've done for the past few books, maybe, we're going to start with the beginning of the book. So I'm going to start with chapter one. Yeah, so let's go. Chapter 1. Give me hand with this shutter, Daoud, I asked, not for the first time that night. Daoud raised his finger as he continued his phone conversation. You're kidding. From Hollywood? What time? He checked his watch. Cool, I'll be there. At last, I sighed as he put away his phone away. It was, cre- it was creeping towards midnight, and we should have locked up the deli an hour ago. I tugged at the unyielding roll-down security shutter. Daoud flexed his biceps. You need some real muscle behind this. He grabbed the other handle. On three, I tightened my grip. One, three! The slatted steel grill slammed, grattled thunderously, and slammed down on the sidewalk. Doubts snapped on the padlock. Yalla, cuz, I've got places to be. Cuz? Doubt acted like he was one of the family, but he was just a guy my brother had brought home when they met in fifth grade, a decade ago. I never understood why Mo liked him so much. Maybe it was because there weren't many other Iraqi kids at school. Since then, Daoud had hardly been out of my life, but he, he was still no cuz. Another party, I asked. Not all of us want to spend our lives grilling kebabs. Nothing haram about it. People gotta eat, I replied. So who's in town? Spielberg, the head honcho from Disney? He grinned. A big shot casting agent out of L.A. She'll be attending the Hamilton after party. That's where I've got to be in exactly one hour. We set to pulling the shutter down. Wouldn't it be easier if you actually learned acting? I asked, and I don't know, appeared in something? Dowd scowled. In case you've forgotten, I was in Homeland. Twice. Yeah, and spent it with your face covered by a kefia. Who, what was that part again? Terrorist henchman? Head terrorist henchman. One big pull and the grill rattled down into place. I put on the padlock. So when are you going to play a hero? Dowd laughed. Guys like us don't get to be heroes. You know that. Why? Because you're an Arab or because you're a Muslim? Take your pick, cuz. Take your pick. Why did Daoud bother? I couldn't understand that. How could he be always be happy with being the bad guy? It made more sense to keep both feet on, on the hard concrete, in the real world. We re-entered the deli from, from the rear, through the camp kitchen, and into the dining area. Mo's didn't look like much. The tables didn't match, and some of the chairs wobbled, but the place had a sizzle. And I'm just not talking about the onions in the pan or the shawarma turning on the skewer, but the crowd. We were on the corner of 15th and Seagull, so we got to constant foot traffic. We specialized in Arab and Mediterranean, basically the best food in the world. 
We opened at 6 a.m. to fuel the office workers with fresh pita and Turkish coffee thick enough to stand a spoon in. Mid-morning brought the locals, who came in for a chat and breakout backgammon, or to just sit by the windows with a pot of mint tea and watch the rest of the world rush by. I took the late shift. Yeah, I know 13-year-olds aren't supposed to work, but Mama and Baba needed the extra hands. Our block had plenty of pop music clubs and art galleries, and there was no better way to kickstart an evening than with a falafel sandwich topped with a spoonful of our famous baggage chili sauce. On good nights, our delis would sizzle and become a blaze, and then it would feel like the whole city was with us. The trouble with sharing your home with a thousand people was it seriously needed a wipe down at the end of every day, and that was left to me endowed, but mostly me. I triple-locked the front door from the inside and left the keys on the countertop while Dawood continued to explain his career plan for the thousandth time. It's not about the talent. Just look at the people who get all the parts. It's about getting spotted, and you get spotted at parties, the right parties. If you say so. Look at this face, sick. Just look at this face. I dipped the mop into the bucket for a soak. I know what you look like, Dawood. Look. Really look. Dawood pointed his chin. I've only got another five years and then it's over sick. I'll be too old. Too old at 25? He sighed. 21 if you're a girl. Is that why you wanted Botox gift certificates for Ide? He double-checked himself in the window reflection. Beauty's gotta be pre- preserved, cuz. I peered at him. Is that a zit? What? He explained, horrified. Where? Middle of your forehead. You can't miss it. He wailed and dashed off into the bathroom to inspect every single pore in his body. Finally, some peace. I dragged the bucket to the center of the room and got to work, sliding the mop off the floor in long, easy strokes. Mopping used to be Mo's job. I'd be in bed, and the cleaning fluid citrus smell would rise through the apartment, and I'd fall asleep to the bittersweet smell of lemons. We changed the brand once, but the customers had complained that Mo's no longer smelled as friendly, so we'd gotten back to the lemon stuff. You couldn't escape Mo. This was his deli. Photos of him plastered the wall, the biggest being his high school graduation, right under the flame tacker, alongside the Iraqi flag. He'd been born there, and though my parents had immigrated to the U.S. when he was little, Iraq had always remained a home for him, which is why he went straight back there during his first college break. And the next. And the next. I paused to look at the collage he'd made on one of his trips to the places that were already ancient when Rome was just a village. There he was, grinning in front of the ziggurat of Ur, sitting on a camel at the ruins of Nineveh, and dusty from his motorcycle trip to the brick mounds of Lagash, remnants of what the country had been known by for its ancient name, Mesopotamia, the cradle of civilization. Yet as I looked at the photos of Mo helping out the refugee camps, rebuilding bombed-out villages, and replanting farms, I couldn't help but think about how that birthplace had suffered over the centuries. Why couldn't it have been left in peace? I was in some of the pictures that, uh, that were on the wall. Birthday shots, us dressed up for Halloween, typical sibling stuff. The space wasn't big, 24 by 10, but it displayed Moe's life from beginning to end. But it was the flowers that really made it Moe's. Being born near Barren Desert had made him appreciate plants all the more, which is why he'd chosen to major in botany. He'd started a local community garden down the block and preserved his his favorites in frames, decorating the deli's whitewashed walls with the brightest colors nature could provide. Roses ranging from the deepest crimson to the snowiest white ran above the walls. Lush purple orchids hung beside the explosive pink, golden, orange petals of countless wildflowers. A car swept by, and its headlights struck the far wall, stretching out the shadows, bringing them to life. The lemon scent, the photos, the flowers, the quietness of the night, and the swaying of the shadows combined to bring him back. It was like my brother was sitting at that table. 
So after that, Sick hears noises outside of the um of the deli. So he goes out into the alley, and it turns out there are some two, there are two demons there. I forget their names. I know one started with an I and the other started with an S, but I don't really remember. It's been about a week since I finished this book, but um. Anyway, they're fighting, and then this big, um, then this big guy that's swarming with flies comes over, and he has, like, a bunch of sicknesses, and he's, like, huge. He's, like, um, and it turns out he's the god of plagues, hence the name of the book. So, um, after he comes, and, um, he's fought down, I won't give any spoilers away, then he, he, I think, I think he, he, he went away. But he wasn't actually gone. He just, um, he just left. And, um, and, okay, so, and then the next day, to get revenge, he makes, um, six parents get really, really sick. And it's a sickness that the doctors can't cure because they've never seen it before because it's so ancient. So the next day, um, after school, and he meets Ishtar, they embark on this whole thing where they need to stop Nurgle, that's the guy, his name's Nurgle, um, the god of plagues. So, yeah. What I liked most about this book was, um, I really liked the part where he was in the underworld, because I think it was really cool, and, um, I really liked the part where, um, also they were fighting this giant who had all these, um, intestines and stuff all over his body. It was really fun to read. Yeah, you might really like this book if you like the, maybe the, um, Kieran Mala books or something, if you've read those, but I'm, I haven't done a podcast episode on them yet, but I might soon, maybe in a few weeks or so. Um, but yeah, they, um, they, um, it's, it's like, it doesn't have as much humor as other books. Um, they're a little bit more serious, but they're still very fun to read. And yeah. I think that, um, overall, it was a really good book. I would definitely give it maybe 10 out of 10, even. I don't think there's going to be a sequel, sadly, but yeah. Uh, I think because, I think that because at the end of the book, it was really, like, um, it just felt like it. Uh, so thanks for joining me today to chat about, um, City of the Plague God by Sarwat Chada. This book is available in hard or soft copy from Amazon, your local library, or your favorite independent bookstore. This has been Allegra with Dragonfire Books. Thanks as always for listening. Don't forget to rate and review my podcast and Apple Podcasts. And feel free to email me at bookswithallegra at gmail.com. Peace and happy reading!